Welcome back to K Talk, and we're going to be on episode two today, talking about my best friend slept with my boyfriend. So, before we even get to the major event, I just want to say that, like, I would have never thought in like a million years that my friend would sleep with one of my first boyfriends, partners, situationships, whatever. But then also do that with another guy that I had liked. So, um, we both were dating, like, these friends. Well, not dating, sorry. We were not dating. We were sleeping with these guys, um, who were friends. And essentially, the guy that I was hooking up with, she ended up, um, sleeping with as well and the funny part about the whole situation was like I didn't do that for the first guy but the second guy for sure I was like you know he came back and he apologized and he said he was sorry and all this other stuff and I was like yeah sorry I can't see you again like I just can't like I'm like that shit is so nasty like I don't even know but worst off I couldn't figure out at the time like now that I'm older and I'm an adult I get it but at the time I was like I think she's so dirty like as an adult, I'm like, that girl is dirty and she's messed and she's fucked in her head. Like, who sleeps with their friend's boyfriend? First of all, do you even know if, like, the person, like, why would you want to be, have someone be inside you that was inside your friend? Like, I think that is so gross. I would never do that to any of my friends. Never. And that's just not what girls do. Like, we have a girl code and that's just, that is not girl code. That is not sisterly. That is not empowering in any kind of a way. And I have never done that to anybody. And I never would. That's just not my style. I don't care how drunk I am. I just would never do that. And I mean, I've had, like, one of my friends, I've had her boyfriend come on to me, but I've never, ever entertained that situation. Because I just think it's gross. And maybe because I've had it done to me. I don't know. I just feel like there are places you don't go to. Like, there are arguments you just don't start. And it's the same thing. Anyways... So that guy had totally dismissed. I was just like, I can't. Like, there's no way that I could be involved in any level with that. And he respected that. However, her and I did continue to be friends for a while until I had went to university. So, like, getting into university was, like, a huge trigger for my friend. Because prior to me getting into university... Um, I had stayed back in high school to do a fifth year. I didn't have to, let's be clear. I chose to because I wasn't ready to move on. And I just really needed to get my footing in the ground to apply to university. I just wasn't, I don't know, like it just, it wasn't my thing. Like I knew I wanted to go to university, but I think being an introvert, it just caused me a lot of anxiety. So I ended up staying back and it was a really good choice for me. My parents were very accepting of this. And I got into all of the schools that I applied for. Every single one of them. Um, however, I, en- I ended up choosing a smaller university because I felt like it was going to be better for my mental health. And I also wanted to move away from home. And I know that staying in the city would mean that I would technically have to live at home because I was a high school student. My parents were not going to pay for me to live away from home when university is in driving distance. Um, and I didn't have a car at the time. I was using my parents' car. So I had actually, you know, I stayed back and I had a really great experience. My friend at the time had dropped out 
she dropped out of universe uh university she dropped out of high school so she didn't actually get to graduate but whatever that's her bag you know a lot of people don't graduate that's their choice that's what they choose to do um however i got into university and i was getting ready to go now one of the things that being an adult has given me i guess the opportunity to see is that the universe or god depending on who you are works in a very finite and interesting way. So before something ends, you have a lot of chances and abilities to end it in a way that would cause you minimal pain. Minimal pain. And there's actually a verse in the Bible. Can't remember what it is. But I was listening to a um, a talk about this, which is about Abraham and, um, is that Hagar? And sort of like how God actually gives you an instruction list on how to end things, which is like quick with blessings and like minimal hurt. And I kind of really believe that. Like, I, I feel like you have ample opportunity and chances to to end a situation, to cut it off before it becomes something that will traumatize and break you as a person. And... Like, it's kind of crazy. And when she dropped out of school, I kind of thought to myself, okay, like, clearly, you know, that's her thing. I'm still going to be, like, the supportive friend. I can still do my thing. But we weren't really hanging out as much. And, like, at the time, I had a job at Loblaws. I was so bougie back then, <laughs> said nobody. Um, I had a job at Loblaws. And I, I think sometimes with, like, friendship... So let me actually go back because I think sometimes with friendship, what may look like help is really kind of like harm. Now, let me be honest. My friend was extremely generous. It could be because maybe she had a bad conscience from doing bad things to me that I didn't know about. I don't know. But she was really generous. Like she used to buy me like gifts. We, she used to buy lunch. You know, sometimes we would buy each other clothes. She actually bought me a lot of clothes. Um, you know, we would do things like we would go out together. We would skip school together. We would just, you know, she was my friend. Um, when I wanted a job, she helped me get my, no, she didn't help me get my first job. What am I saying? My mom got me my first job. Um, and I think my mom got me my second job. And then, um, all pretty much everybody worked at Loblaws. So then my friend had got me a job at Loblaws. Um, but I do remember, funnily enough, I do remember when, so there is a Dairy Queen close by, not that close, but close to my school. And they were hiring and I was kind of like wanting to work there. My friend thought it was a good idea for me to work there so that we could spend more time together. Again, these are all like red flags, but I just never really saw them because she was my friend, right? You're not going to see working with your friend as a red flag. Like who does that? So I remember there was this Dairy Queen and I went for the interview and I didn't get the job. And she basically was like so upset that I didn't get the job. But then she also was like, like, oh, the manager said that you never looked in his eyes. Like the manager said that you didn't do this. The manager, the manager, the manager said. And I was like, oh, like, thank you, question mark. It didn't feel like. It didn't feel like genuine criticism. It just felt like somebody kind of like shitting on you already not getting the job. Anyways, that was fine. She still paid for lunch. So like it was fine. It was whatever. 
But, you know, she was my friend and she did get me a job at Loblaws, which I worked for the majority of my high school um, career. <laughs> like, I mean, I actually, my first job was working at like a hair store where the guy paid us under the table. And he was kind of misogynistic and like, I don't know, I just didn't really like him very much. Like, yeah, he wasn't my thing. And then actually from him, I got a opportunity to work at a jewelry store, which was fantastic. I really loved that. And I sold black soap. It was a really cool experience. And then from there, I went worked at Superstore. And I really wanted to work on cash. But I worked in the salad bar. And I continued to work in the salad bar. But then I got tired of the salad bar. And I wanted to be a cashier. And they just didn't have any openings. So then I you know, was looking for work. And then my friend was working at Dairy Queen. And then from Dairy Queen, I made it over to Loblaws, which is where a lot of high school people that I had went to school with had worked. Shout out to my Loblaws family. Anyways, um, and I kind of retired from like the supermarket at that time. Like, listen to me talking like I'm some big wig. Um, I still remember that like 4011. Is that celery? I think so. Anyways, whatever. Um, I still, like, have the codes and all that other stuff. It was quite an experience. Like, I swear, in my book that I'm writing about my work experience, trust me, Jane, if you can hear me, you are totally on that list with your eyebrows. Okay, sis? Anyways, so back to my story. So, I guess I just didn't really see her as, like, a deficit. And I've been using this word quite frequently now, calling people deficits. But... Some people really are deficits. Like, their behavior towards you is a deficit. Everything that they do is really just to deplete you of your time and your energy. So anyways, for all the bad things that she had done, she did try to make up for them, I guess. I don't really know. But the moral of this particular story is, is just kind of like how it continued. I did think that she reveled in the fact that I didn't get the Dairy Queen job and that the manager had stuff to say. I think she actually enjoyed it. But anyways, these are all like small things leading up to the big fight. So, you know, we went on different paths. And my mother has always told me from the time that I was a child that sometimes when you have a friend and you take different paths, the friendship has to end or people separate or you're just not as close. And I told my mom that that would never, ever happen because I am a wisdomed Yoda, she said just being totally stupid but in fact my mother was completely correct when you take a different path somebody as we now know as we are an adult now it really does symbolize the end of a friendship the end of a connection the end of something because you are on a different path your expectations are different your life is different your outcome will be different your struggle will be different everything will be different but at the time, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. We're still going to be friends. Like, why wouldn't we be friends? And not really realizing that a lot of the times when you go to university or you get accepted into university, even though it shouldn't, it creates a lot of animosity and resentment with friends and, like, lovers and, like, parents and everybody. It it just does. So we started to, like, drift apart. I guess my interest just became different. You know, I obviously told her, like, we would be friends. But I remember when I told her which university I was going to, she literally had a meltdown on the phone. She got so angry with me. And I was like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, you can't go. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? 
And I remember we had this massive fight because I had a longtime friend who I've known since I was like 10 years old. And her and I, we were going to see a psychic together just for fun, whatever. And my other friend was just pissed. Like, oh, you're going to spend time with the other friends. You're going to do all this other stuff. Like, she just wasn't happy for me. And at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, am I really going to lose my friend over this? But as an adult, like, looking back, I'm just like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, first of all, when she had her meltdown, she just left her alone. Like, I don't even know why I felt any type of way about it. It wasn't my job or my place to feel any type of way about that. I'm an, I'm a person. Like, I'm an adult. I can make a decision. You don't have to like it. You're my friend, but you're not me. You don't, you're not me. Like, you can't be me. And as the years have progressed, and I have seriously thought about this, and I hate to say this, but I feel like that was always her gig, was that she was really just trying to be me by trying to be, like, in relationships with the people that I had dated, in her sleeping with the people that I had dated, in just her presence and her aura was trying to be me. And I don't think at the time I understood that because I think my self-esteem was actually really quite low, um, if I'm being like 100%. But now as a grown-ass woman, and I'm looking back on some of these actions and how she tried to sabotage me on so many different ways... Um, in so many different ways, it now becomes apparent to me that she was really just trying to be me. She was trying to be me, but she could never live up to me. And I re the reason that I'm even talking about this is because I feel like a lot of the times when we feel really badly about ourselves and we feel different kinds of ways, we feel depleted and demeaned and disrespected. The thing that we just don't really see is that there is some other person who's looking at us like, well, you have everything. Like, you are so smart. You are so talented. You are so brave. You are so this. But we don't see ourselves that way. And I feel like it's a really important thing for me to say this because back then, I never saw it that way, right? I actually saw my friend as the prettier friend. I actually saw my friend as the smarter person. I actually saw my friend as the it girl. Like, I didn't really do that. But then my actions never transcended that way. I was never jealous of her. I just thought she was better. But I wasn't jealous. However, on the flip side, she was really jealous. And now that I'm older, I understand why. As I've encountered other women along my journey, which we will talk about in this whole series, because I really feel like this can help someone through my experience. But... I now understand why I am actually a force to be reckoned with. It really doesn't matter what area or what group or wherever I am, not just because I'm an Aries, sun sign, um, but also because that is my making. That is who I am as a person. I am a person that people generally really like. People come to me. People talk to me. People listen to me. I actually hold a stake in a lot of things that happen. Because I am a no bullshit type of bitch. I am the HBIC. And for those of you who do not know, that is head bitch in charge. I have always been that way. I do not play second banana to anybody ever in any circumstance in my life. 
that's also why I can't tolerate this idea of some other woman. Like, I just, I can't be that, I can't be in a relationship with somebody and then have another woman. I think that's why I just prefer to be single because it takes me back to that place. It takes me back to that time when her and I were friends and, you know, she would be sleeping with these guys that I'm dating. Like, it's just, in my mind, that I, I have a level of, I'd rather not be in a relationship and see somebody casually than be in a relationship and then have somebody else because I am not number two. And in that friendship, as much as I, you know, had some really great memories that I don't even reflect on anymore because I can't stand that bitch. But as I think about it as an adult person, like I have problems because I did feel like number two. I felt like she was Batman and I was Robin. And in a lot of ways, she presented it that way, right? Like, without, I guess, really even knowing to some extent. And I guess the same goes for me. I just didn't know. When you're young, you do things, you say things. Like, you know, it is what it is. But now that I'm older, I would not want to be second. And after the experience that I had had with my next ex that I will be discussing shortly, the most impactful of them all in terms of the trauma brigade, um, I just feel like you know, she, to an extent, like, I was number two. And I feel like now, as an adult person, and I get to choose my relationships, I don't stand for being number two. I don't stand for being number two in work. I don't stand for number being number two, even in regards to my family. I don't even stand for number two. So I'm not going to be number two to nobody. And that's my own personal issue of self-development that I really need to explore But at least I found the root cause of that, like where it came from, how it was started and how it was born. Because at the end of the day, I've never been number two. And even though I may have played the role of number two, I was still number one. And I'm still number one today. Because regardless for all the efforts that have been made to kind of come up and destroy me, I have still been able to stand. And like the phoenix, I'm still rising. So irregardless of all the attempts that have been made, I'm still who I am and nothing will ever change that. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Very soon we will be on episode three and I hope you guys are enjoying this because there is so much more to unpack during this series.